Welcome to SBCA's Lumber Connection Podcast, where we discuss today's market and explore tomorrow's trends. Here's our host, Molly Butts. Hello and welcome to Lumber Connection. It's the week of May 22nd, 2023, and I'm in the studio with my regular experts, Justin Binning and Ken Timmons. Both Justin and Ken are part of American International Forest Products, or AIFP. Welcome to the podcast, gentlemen. Thanks, Molly. Happy Wednesday, Molly. Yeah, it is hump day. Well, let's just get right into it. Let's talk a little bit about where we've been in the last couple of weeks for the lumber market from your perspectives. I feel like it's a continuation of the same type of that we've been in. We've had a slight firm up, it feels like, in pricing down through the south and six inch, inch and ten. Two by four continues to erode in terms of pricing throughout all zones. And two by 12 has slowed down in its upward rise. Big premium there. Two by four still trading at a large, larger premium, but much more scaled and it's coming back down to earth and in line with its wider brethren. So this firming up that we feel in the market right now, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of strength necessarily behind it. I feel like the pattern and the purchasing style that been in ongoing has not changed and that style is persistent and just feels like you get a little little extra heavier buying not extra necessarily in terms of building inventories just more segments coming in purchase at the same time because they see value represented in the pricing of lumber from a a short-term history standpoint if you look back over the last three to four years you look at random length print, you see the pricing at a mill level and say, that's a really good value. We've seen bottoms set in at within this price range. And I think that's what people see. But are they going out and buying four months worth of lumber? Absolutely not. They're still really maintaining that just-in-time mentality, buying what I need, taking advantage of the values in the marketplace, and moving on with their day. So that's where we're at in terms of the South overall. I would still say that it's steady and business seems to be good in most parts. We are still, I'm hearing more people a little fearful of the second half of the year and just feeling like this, there's there's some uncertainty. I mean, maybe certain parts of the country, they are starting to see a slowdown, but then other parts seem to be staying relatively robust. Very regionalized right now. What was that? This is really regionalized right now, it seems like. Yeah. And multifamily feels like it's cooling off a bit. And uh, so uh, that's something to take note of. It just feels like that's pulled back a bit. Yeah. So anyways, from my desk, that's what I'm seeing. Not a ton of change, I guess. We do have any sort of curtailment announcement, whether it's a loud one with a press release or a quiet one, doesn't really seem to stir the pot or stir emotion in the marketplace. So... Last week, we kept talking about saturation. I think I used that word 15 times. I was sick of hearing it out of my own mouth. Similar mark two weeks further down the road. Right now, I would say it's more refreshed. Way better trading activity. I honestly think this week on our trading floor is probably one of the busiest weeks we've had since January, at least from my desk and the fur trade out west. So it's been very active. Pricing has been coming off, which customers are excited about. Weather is cleared in most parts of the country. Even in the West, I got plagued with rain and snow when we're going. It's not too hot in other parts of the country, too. Fur products obviously haven't been traveling as far east and as high of demand with how 
good of a value. Pine and Spruce have been into a lot of those kind of crossover markets in the country. They still do go to people that need for a product, but if it's someone's substituting, they're typically buying through these days. Grade-wise, it is interesting. I'm seeing a lot of number two premium all over the West Coast. That price is coming down, particularly in green. High grades, one a better select truck, MSR. It's really kind of hanging in there, especially the wider widths. Two by hasn't moved a dollar in probably six weeks. Mills happy, customers happy, good trade. Two by 10, similar story, not a lot produced, but same old thing. It's plugging along, just lingering at what feels like a very high price, but it's just been working for everyone in that trade. Feels firm for a second, cools out, teeth back up. Nothing too crazy right home about Webstock has gone up in value quite a bit lately. Probably an unrealistic upward trend. I expect that to cool here coming up, especially with the price of studs coming down. But should also say the lack of WebSock coming out of stud producing mills is because the spread between 2x4 and 2x6 studs has been so wide. Most mills have been cutting way more 2x6. Therefore, they don't get a lot of 2x4 wet. Makes sense. So there's just not a lot around. No one needs to sell it. Therefore, the price is higher. But I think when those stud prices come back in line, web will become more abundant and on price a little bit more more back to natural. But all in all, it's a fun trade right now, to tell you the truth. I think there's a lot of markets that are active. Business is out there. You just got to go get it. And I'm having a lot of fun helping my customers get new business, open new accounts, do all sorts of cool stuff. Very thankful. It's, it's a good time to be trading for. So aside from Webstock, what, what, is there anything that's hard to find? Are there any products you're having a hard time getting your hands on that we could let people know? No. In, in the South, 2 by 12 continues to be difficult, and that's a direct correlation to its price, right? It's maintaining that price because supply and demand. There's still a decent demand for it. Supply is extremely limited, so it's just bolstered. I would say that's the one and it stand out. I know in some other species, if you're talking spruce, whether that's European, We've got a lot of demand and inquiry for like a lower grade, either a number three or a no grade product. We're seeing heavy demand for that. But a lot of the low grade products, I would say there's been a good demand. And you're also seeing a price trend on a lot of those number three products that are bumping up right against a number two grade with very little spread in between the two. So I would say those from my desk would be the two that kind of stand out the most. I know you guys have said there some have been some curtailment announcements. We've been talking about that for the last couple of episodes. But I saw that there are a couple new mills online that came on in the last month or month and a half, maybe. And I have to imagine that's part of why there isn't so much fear in having a curtailment in Canada if we've got new mills coming online here. And it, again, I don't anything much with Canada, but in terms of the, the curtailments, I don't think it's, I think that's all kind of known. Right. It's like this known entity that like what you see out of Canada is what you get and just expect less. Right? We've been talking that, about that for well over a year. Yep. And so obviously, and we know that investment is being funneled down into the U.S. South with an increase in production there. So um, we also had European imports for the first quarter at near record levels. So that European import trade of SPF also helped subsidize the loss of Western spruce. So. Again, when we look at the overall fiber basket, we look at where new starts are at. We, again, we're back into this. We've got it even with the curtailment here, curtailment there. We still have a very balance between supply and demand, the overall lumber industry right now. And fires. We talked a little bit about that last episode, and you mentioned that there were 
good deal of those going on. What's that was 80 plus fires, I think, yeah. two weeks ago, 27 uncontrolled. Yeah. What I think, thankfully, I don't believe any sawmills have been directly affected, but I do think that rail will be affected. I just, at some Perfect. point along the line, rail is going to be affected. Now, from our team out here, it hasn't been brought up and we have a morning meeting every morning while our grading floor at 630 and that actually has been brought up, which I found interesting. So I guess it's not an issue at this point in direct correlation to our industry it doesn't seem like there's a been a uh, an adverse effect as of yet at least to my knowledge yeah the fires haven't really spun much in the last two weeks since we talked about them last but they are kind of a looming factor that could affect the market i know there is a couple mill like evacuations but no no mill fires or anything like that interesting in the northwest we've had the dry i don't can i haven't looked at the I'm kind of talking out of my, you know what, right now a little bit, but what I do know in 33 years that I've lived here, this is the driest May I could, I've ever experienced. I don't think we've had any rain this month. Yeah, that's a good point. And it's been 75 to 92 degrees. Well, especially after all the rain we had, it's lush green just, by the end of the summer. You know, it's forward thinking is like, this is our trend right. here. You know, we have an early fire season in the, in the Northwest. Right. West Coast. So yeah, something to just obviously monitor. But but all of that said, time to be alive in Oregon right now. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. So and we deserve it. Okay. Well, shifting gears just a little bit, but we have you guys every week. And so I'm wondering if in talking with component manufacturers, which I'm sure you're doing on an hourly basis, pretty much. So what is something a component manufacturer can do to drive their costs down when purchasing lumber? From, well, from where you said, not that they will necessarily, but what do you guys sure. I think it's really just having the ability to take advantage of different species when the price makes sense, I think would be the first one that would stand out to me. If you've got a product or if you're designed and set to use X, like if you have the ability to use, you know, weathered spruce, you're set up to use spruce or duck fir, but you can switch in between species because one's trading at a hundred or a hundred and fifty thousand dollar thousand discount. That's just to me that that would be amazing if you're set up like that. Again, these guys probably listen like you're stupid, we can't do that. I know some guys can and they're moving towards the ability to be able to switch in between species like that. That's one that comes off the top of my head from a pure cost perspective and being able to take advantage of those cost savings with other species. Sure. I agree with JB, I think the more flexibility you have in specie, obviously it's just going to benefit you. We're like in talking with customers about switching species or it's like, oh yeah, but we just, we're not set up for that or we haven't engineered for that. I pre-run all those numbers because the more flexible, just the better you can operate in the market. And with that flexibility, I'd also say I would have, if I was running the trust shop, I would have part of the trust shop set up as a partial lumber reman. If like web stock comes to mind, people get really particular right now, five foot web stocks tight, tighter than the lid on a pickle jar. There's your food reference. Five foot web stock is really tough to get. And, but if you could cut it down from other pieces, right, then you can get a way cheaper discount or like 16 has been a discount in some, even in like a one and better, a 16. And you could cut that down into four, eight, 10, 12, 14, whatever web in a higher grade and save the money. So personally, I would have a, one or two guys a shift just running the saw, reworking, cheap discount, just like Justin's saying with switching species. 
you can switch grades or tallies and be able to still yield what you want at a way better value. Flexibility is always a good thing, especially for a business that has a bunch of saws and people out there working, run them. Let your saws go, run them. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Well, before we sign off today, I just want to make sure you have an opportunity to say what you see coming up and how our component manufacturers can be prepared for the next couple of weeks before we meet again. I'm kind of a broken record here, but again, from a historical point, looking at pricing, I don't see very little to no downside risk. You shouldn't be fearful of purchasing lumber at these levels. Feel confident in the value that's being presented in the marketplace today on 90% of the items out there. Right, maybe two by 12, but you don't want to get too long there. I'm sure they'll be able to get the bigger logs here in, uh, in no time. And we'll probably see more of that enter the marketplace, actually at premium than But outside of that, again, I, I just feel like there's a, there's nothing to be scared about in terms of lumber pricing right now. And couldn't say it better. There's no fear, no fear in the market, which is interesting. I don't think it's good or bad, just interesting. There is, and I think there's some level of greed, right? Fear, near, fear, need, greed are the three we always talk about. I think it is a very, of all the times you could have peace of mind about throwing offers out, middle of summer, market's super cheap. Maybe there's a little bit more room. I Right now, like I said, I'm fun with it. I'd be testing it. I would be throwing things at the wall and hoping they stick. I won't say who it was, but a manufacturer and I were talking yesterday about product and we took a firm offer at a very deep discounted level. And we even both were thinking, wow, there's no shot we get this. So I think okay. there's no sense in not trying. Worst that's going to happen is you get a really good deal. So I think it's a good time to be interacting. You can have peace of mind that the market's not going to come falling out of the sky on you in the middle of summer, likely. Don't come falling after me with pitchforks if I'm wrong in two or three weeks. But that's it. it if you're... If you're being aggressive, there's deals out there to be had, and you might yeah. as well see if you can snag a couple. That sounds good. My mom always said that the answer is always no if you don't ask. So Exactly. I think on that that note, that wraps up our episode for this week. Justin, Ken, thank you so much for your continued expertise and enthusiasm. As always, I've enjoyed our time together, albeit brief, and look forward to the next installment of Lumber Connection. Our pleasure. Thank, thank you for having us See you soon. This has been a Lumber Connection podcast by SBCA. If you have a question you'd like a guest to answer on a future podcast, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.